The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. Boy, am I glad to be with you today. It's either in here in the studio where it's nice and cozy or outside. Brr, a lot of ice today. <laughs> <laughs> that changes so fast, though. It could be sunny in a few minutes or maybe in a couple of days. It is cold in northern Nevada, but people are still talking about real estate and real estate for investors. We're excited to be doing that here on Nevada Real Estate Radio. We actually talk with people about the real estate business every day. We have great contacts and great sources to keep us current, and this program once a week allows us to share that information with you. Today I have two outstanding guests in the studio probably two of the most beautiful ladies in northern Nevada, <laughs> west of the Pecos, in fact. <laughs> First of all, Sherry Hill is with us. Sherry is the CEO and the Wealth Protection Diva at Sage International. Well, thank you, Peter, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to <laughs> you, too. So far, 2016 looks like it's going to rock. It, it is. <laughs> ice rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, like a, an iceberg. It yes. is cold. But you know what I love is that we're not so much talking about the drought now. It wasn't too long ago. There was major flooding in Southern California. This, wow, big wave of moisture is hitting the West Coast. And thank goodness for us because we get the benefit of that when we get that beautiful snow up on the mountains. It looks like the... Uh, Growth in northern Nevada is not going to be so much challenged, at least in the short term, with things like drought to think about. There's too many other good things to focus on. Absolutely, and a lot going on. So very exciting for real estate investors. It's a great time to be forward-thinking. Mm -hmm. We were talking just before the show the importance of talking to with a professional like you. If you are a new investor, older investor, it doesn't matter. You have to make sure that your corporation status, the way that your company is formed, the way that you hold your real estate is done in the proper manager. And with things changing quickly, the way that the federal and state uh, entities change things, well, you know, you've got to make sure that you're current. So later on the show, I want you to talk to us about those things and more. I'd be happy to. I know you will. Thank you very much. <laughs> Candace Meyer is with us, too. Candace has been on the show before. She's really the, the expert as far as 1031 exchanges goes, and that's what we generally talked about with her when she came on previously. But today, she's talking to us about more. Candace Meyer is the managing broker at Cowell Banker Select in Reno. Welcome to the show, Candace. Thank you, Peter. Really glad to be here. It's glad to have you here, too. You look wonderful. It's uh, probably been six months or more since you were it's on the show. It's been a while. Yeah. But you look, uh, actually, I was just saying, you look more healthy than ever. Oh, yes. Well, you yeah. know, they keep me busy here, running all I the time. I can see that. Yeah. He's you... dropped some pounds, man. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yes. But, hey, you know what? Enjoying life and just having a great time. I just love it in northern Nevada. I cannot believe, Candace, I've lived here for 16 years. Isn't that amazing? I I really honestly feel like I just recently got here. Talk to me when you're talking 43. 43. Years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah I, 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 you made me laugh when you said, I've never seen the roads this slick. And I thought, really? <laughs> I've been here 43 years. And there there were times before I owned a four-wheel drive or an all-wheel drive. Uh -huh. I literally, you couldn't get out of the driveway. You know, yeah. you drove 
tried to drive the car anywhere, and really? you got nowhere. Really? The wheels just turned. Well, it must be that rebur- you know, return of moisture that we haven't seen for quite a while a in thrilling Nevada. thing, a blessing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, in fact, our other guest, Sherry, and I had a chance to get out and about in the snow recently. Yes, we went up to the Tahoe Basin and did some snowshoeing. Oh, and how fun. It was fabulous. It was cold mm-hmm. until you got up into the tree line, but... Boy, it was just so gorgeous and tons and tons of people out there enjoying the snow. This is Peter Padilla on Nevada Real Estate Radio with Sherry Hill talking about our wonderful time playing in the snow. It is awesome. That's why people love to come to northern Nevada and people are looking to move to northern Nevada, especially from our neighbors to the west, California. Sherry and I, you and I traveled not too long ago to California and it was kind of fun, wasn't it, to talk about real estate in Nevada and have people get excited. Absolutely. Well, a lot of investors are Mm. from California and they look at some of the favorable tax climate previous to this show. (laughs) 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 Now, now, look. You're not talking about the commerce tax changes. Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah. Yeah, Well, the good thing about the commerce tax is you're probably doing pretty well if you get hit with it. Yes, yeah. that's the good news. That, that means that yeah. you are. But if, with anything, there's always strategy involved. And yeah. my entire focus is whether it's federal or state, how do we reduce your taxes so you only pay your fair share? That's what I'm interested in. What a concept. <laughs> yes. That would be awesome. Candace Meyer, do you now in your new role, do you also deal along with primary residence buyers? Investors as well? Is that still oh, something yes. that you, you focus on? Yes. Um, uh, the the office I'm managing is there's over 120 agents, mm-hmm. and um, uh, more than a few of them are, are specializing in investor real estate. And, of course, you know, my specialty is 1031 exchanges, mm-hmm. which is all investor real estate. And, you know, Sherry and I, we, we go way back with talking taxation and real estate and entities and ownership of the same and so on and so on. So I was just real pleased to, to be able to sit down with her today and you mm-hmm. and talk about this because uh, investment is what it's all about with real estate. And we are seeing a, a, an uptick. Mm-hmm. Certainly, um, in 1031 exchanges, um, we're seeing an uptick. I mean, this, I, to be honest, as a manager, this was my first time of um, – I came on the uh, management payroll, so mm-hmm. to speak, in August – and I'm not afraid to admit that, uh, you know, I was asked immediately to to give a projection of my third quarter, you know, yeah. based on what the, the past three quarters were. You know, I'm looking at my head swimming with numbers, and I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, well, you know, we're probably going to have a cold snap. I was right about that. Mm-hmm. And we're probably going to get some moisture. I was right about that. Everybody's going to kind of slow down. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thankfully, I was wrong. So you got I, two out of three, though. I, put, I got two out of three, <laughs> and I thought, you know, it's going to be slow. We got the holidays coming up, and and my goodness, this quarter is uh, blowing my numbers out of the water. I, it, we are very busy. Listings are up. Yeah, uh, transactions are up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'd say if it, there's any complaints at all, it would be that there's just not enough to sell. Well, that has been the case yeah. for several years now. Absolutely. It was interesting. We don't have one of our le- usual attendees today, one of our lenders. But as we all know, interest rates are starting to creep up from the Fed, and eventually that's going to yes. hit the consumer. And, the, you know, everybody has the question, well, is that going to slow things down? But I mentioned, Candace, that in the early 80s, I bought my first home, and interest rates were at anywhere from 11 to 16 17%. Right. 
And I did it. I was glad to get in because everybody was getting. It seemed like a frenzy. Yes. I mean, in your, when you're young, you're more susceptible to that. Yes. I'm not quite as susceptible to that now, but still, people do want to follow that herd. I I believe that as interest rates start to creep up, we're going to see more demand. What I'm seeing, Peter, is uh, especially in the seller arena um, for real estate, is the the sellers t- are sitting on the fence. Many mm-hmm. of them, you know, unless they're motivated by some kind of medical change or employment change, mm-hmm. or perhaps they absolutely want to move up right now, and, and mm-hmm. what they're, you know, they want to downsize right now, and they can't wait another moment. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the sellers are sitting on the fence. Yeah. And, and I think some of it is the anticipation of the continued increase in prices. Right. Um, I had an interesting phone call from a fellow Coldwell Banker um, office uh, in Las Vegas, and one of their agents was wanting to come up here, and he was wanting to pick my brain about median prices. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the first conversations I had is, well, are you asking about Reno or are you asking about any of the other areas? And he was unsure what I meant. And I said, well, for an example, there's about a $30,000 price difference for median homes prices between Reno and Sparks right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right Right now. Mm -hmm. And I say that with a big, huge grain of salt because, I mean, no less than Bruce Breslow actually made the comment a couple years ago that um, he expects East Sparks to explode. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, that would not surprise me one bit as we get closer and closer to the, you know, um, not completion, but, you know, certainly the um, uh, ongoing construction and ongoing um, Mm -hmm. hiring practices of the various companies coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, They're all located, you know, their their, their work is located in an area that the closest nice, you know, uh, surroundings that have nice properties that have retail and commercial going along with them mm-hmm. are East Sparks. That's right. That's the city as it far is. as the That's Tahoe the closest city. It's 20 goes. minutes away. Yeah. Um, everything else that's closer, um, there's really not a lot of commercial. There's no restaurants. There's no movie theaters. Mm-hmm. There's no clothing stores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I can go on and on. And, you know, what the, the anticipation is as well, there's where the nice shopping is there's where the activity is that's the closest thing well i want a home there yes Uh, i have investors that have called me and said what do i do and i said sit tight Mm -hmm. i'm sorry i'm one of those folks that with with, if you don't need to sell you know that investor that owns a property in east sparks i'd be saying hang on to it well this is where you take the benefit of being an investor absolutely you can't do that unless you get started we help a lot of people start on their road to investment real estate ownership here on Nevada Real Estate Radio. We bring in many times experts like we have today. Also, actual investors. We're regular attendees and sponsors of the investment clubs, real estate investment clubs in northern Nevada. And it's incredible the success stories that we find there. Sherry Hill, we are going to go to break. But when we come back, I do want to talk about what it takes to get started with real estate investment if you're doing it the right way. All right. Looking forward to it. All right. And more with Candace Meyer after this message from our sponsors. This is Ken Amundsen, corporate broker at Keller Williams Group One. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he's available to bring the latest information to us every week. Peter Padilla is an awesome professional and a friend. Thank you, Peter. 
Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Many times, closing a real estate deal fast is the key to getting the great deal done. At Socotra Capital, we help you get the money fast. This is Dave Washburn, Vice President of Loans and Investments at Socotra Capital. We are a hard money lender for real estate transactions that need to close fast, way before banks or institutional financing can complete the deal. We're ready to talk to you about closing your transaction quickly, and we can get you the money fast. Visit www.socotracapitalnevada.com or call 775-420-4990 for a personal appointment. Socotra Capital, Nevada is located at 298 Kingsbury Grade, Suite 1G, State Line, Nevada, 89449. David Washburn's NMLS agent number 51269, NMLS 331429, MLD 4075, Company NMLS number 1142425. Socotra Capital, Nevada, Incorporated. This is Alicia Johnson from Reno, Nevada. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he is a highly knowledgeable individual about real estate in Northern Nevada. Thank you, Peter. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Pleased to be with you today. A very nice Wednesday afternoon. We love being on at 1 p.m. because we get to talk to the business community that is out and about actually looking to pull the trigger on deals if they're attractive to their own personal situation. And, of course, it depends on the price and on the money. A lot of people are very wise in the sense that they get their money from a lender. They go out and they want to get a mortgage to buy a home investment, primary residence. It doesn't matter. When it comes to investment property, what people are finding is that they really need to have access to cash – Sometimes a mortgage just can't close fast enough on investment property. That's when we recommend that you talk to somebody like Dave Washburn at Socotra Capital. Dave Washburn is a hard money lender. He's the vice president of loans and investments, and he can help you get the cash quickly to pull a deal on an investment property that you might lose if you have to wait for the financing. It's called hard money, but if you fit the category and the property is right, Socotra Capital can help you pull the deal fast. Give Dave a call. His telephone number is 775-420-4990. And we have all of Socotra Capital's information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. I'm enjoying my conversation today with two guests in the studio. Candace Meyer is with us, and she's the managing broker at Coldwell Banker Select here in Reno. And also in the studio is Sherry Hill. Sherry is the president and CEO of Sage International. Sherry, we were talking before the break about what it takes to get started if this is the year that you want to buy your investment property and start taking advantage of the cycle. Well, first is finding the property and then from the <laughs> yeah. 
You know, my premise is always, you know, asset protection. You know, there's uh, tons and tons of people out there that show you how to create wealth, and my function is to show you how to keep it. Right. And so anytime that you start to invest in real estate, you essentially become a target. And that target could be your tenants, it could be a contractor, it could be all kinds of things that go on with real estate. And the fact that the real estate doesn't get to move then we need to protect it where it stands. And so we do that through certain types of entities, LLCs, limited partnerships, series LLCs, all these cool things that you can use legally Mm -hmm. to protect your wealth from others. You know, it sounds like a business that you have when you are buying investment property and you're talking about incorporating, forming an LLC. I know when you buy investment property, there are other things to think about besides just making the monthly payment. Uh, how is it that, you know, just taking on a renter, how can that be an issue and require you to have that incorporation? Do you absolutely have to have it if you have a, a tenant in there that maybe is a family member? Well, that even more important. The whole goal of asset protection is to separate your assets from yourself personally, Mm -hmm. right? So if you own a piece of real estate in your personal name and you get sued, whether it has to do with the real estate or not, guess what? Everything you own is up for grabs. Mm -hmm. So we start to isolate those assets into entities that through state law says that if something happens and you get sued, they don't get to just march through and take all of your assets. Mm -hmm. Different if the cause of the issue is inside the LLC, let's say. Let's Mm -hmm. say the tenant sues. Your second line of defense is always your insurance. Mm -hmm. So LLCs are not standalone. Your insurance is not standalone, but put the two together and you start to build that firewall of protection. Now, again, if it's, let's say, a first-time investor, is that something that someone should look into before they buy their real estate or can they take care of it afterwards? Either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly if I'm brand new, this is my first time buying a, an investment piece of property, the lender is going to look to me mm-hmm. as the person that's obligated to repay the debt. Right. And so oftentimes they'll buy the property and then 90 days later we'll actually transfer it into an LLC. Yeah, but I would think if you're going to put a renter in there, it probably would be a good idea to do that beforehand so that your relationship with your renter is not with you personally, but actually through your company or even through your management company. Yeah, and then a lot of times lenders don't even care. I mean, you know, it's it's really how are you holding title to the property? That's mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. And, you know, it's just – it makes sense, right? Right. Candace Meyer is with us from Colwell Banker Select. Candace, you do a lot of transactions, have done transactions with investors. Do you find that most of them are already uh, – incorporated or have some form of an entity when they're buying property? Or are there still a lot of people that own their investment property as sole proprietors? It is amazing to me, Peter, how many own their property in in their individual names or in the names husband and wife. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Most of the time when you cross the line between residential and commercial, um, you'll see more of your LLCs and your corporations in the commercial world. Mm And, and then, of course, you know what's called the mom and pop investors, where you have residential, you know, one or two residential rentals or more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have one gentleman who's talking about 1031 exchange, and you know, he has almost 40 
residential properties. They're all duplex or a single family home, mm-hmm. and and crazily he's been managing them all himself. And <laughs> I know that's never my recommendation, but you know he's he's coming now to the point where he needs to make changes, mm-hmm. and he owns each and every one of them in his own individual name. Eek. Yeah, nightmare. It, well, mm-hmm. it, and the nightmare doesn't just end with the potential of a lawsuit. It gets even worse should something happen to this individual, yeah. like death, <laughs> right? The inevitable. You right. talk about a nasty probate yes. because oh. he has made no right. arrangements for what happens when something happens. Mm-hmm. And so part of that mindset, when we start to form the entities around your assets, whether it's a business that you own, whether it's investment real estate mm-hmm. or other types of investment, <clears throat> it starts the conversation for the overall strategy of tax reduction, right. liability insulation, mm-hmm. and to avoid probate and death taxes as much as possible. And we could talk a little bit about that tax reduction. I actually have a client right now who is looking at selling her property that she has inherited, but her um, her aunt who passed on did not have a trust nor an LLC. And so the the property, it was her primary residence, but it's taking so long to get the, you know, everything all settled through the probate and everything else. By the time she actually takes title to that property, and because our values are going up, she will have capital gains. Right. And, you know, here she is now in in a situation where there's money owed to the attorney for the probate, and yet when she turns around to sell the asset, if she doesn't do a 1031 exchange because she now has capital gain in the asset and it's not a primary residence for her, mm-hmm. she's going to owe Uncle Sam money and she's going to owe the attorney money. So, you know, there's there's considerations for taxation on that real property at every point in the game. And you, you mentioned a really important thing. You know, if you go, if you end up in probate rather than having the right kind of entity, and I have this conversation with investors all the time, you want a stepped-up basis when you inherit the property. It depends on how that property was held, whether probate's going to happen or not. Right. And so, you know, that you really do need a, a you know, good counsel mm-hmm. on how do, you own, how do you hold that property? What is the entity that you're holding the property with? And how does that affect things when you're gone? Because, you know, if anything's sure, we all know at one point we're going to be taken out in a box, you know, as dreadful and morbid as that is. If we have family that we don't want to suffer, we do have to consider those well, I, things. I just had this example show up. A client years ago, we helped her establish a trust for her mother, mm-hmm. created the deed for mom to sign to transfer title into her living trust. Mm-hmm. Mom never signed the deed, and she passed away. Oh, dear. Now, the daughter who is supposedly going to inherit that property has to move through a probate, yeah. of course, And because mom's not there to sign the deed, nor is mom there to say this was my intent, and now there's a whole big tangled web. I had to turn her over to a good friend of mine who's an attorney who works Mm -hmm. in the estate planning world. And so everything they thought that they might inherit is now going into legal fees, court fees, taxes, all this stuff. And it was Mm -hmm. like all we needed was a signature on a deed. That was it. 
and it never happened. You know, ladies, I've, I read the obituaries every day for two reasons. One is I want to see if I know somebody. That's just wrong, Peter. That's and, just and wrong. Look, the, the other, <laughs> the, wrong, the, dude. The other reason I read the obituaries <laughs> to make sure I'm not in there. Yes. <laughs> All right, so two good things. Everybody wants to, I believe, leave some sort of a legacy. Now, the opposite of that is when you leave people problems. People die in poverty. They have nobody to bury them. They have, I mean, they have no way to pay their bills. They have so many things. I would think that somebody who is accumulating wealth, like an investor, would think about these things, what they're going to actually leave behind them when they go, troubles or opportunities. It sounds to me like they're thinking they're leaving these great opportunities, 40-some-odd rental homes for the people I love. Who knows? But actually, you're creating so many more problems when you leave that kind of a legacy, if it will. Absolutely. And and it's a huge challenge for those left behind because not only are you grieving yes. and now all these major life-changing decisions yes. have to be made right now. And they go forever. Well, yes. and a huge part of it is you have to deal with the IRS because estate taxes and all these other things that are due. And right. if all your assets are tied up and they're not liquid, guess who's coming out of pocket? Yeah. I mean, I've seen bankruptcy filed over having to pay for a state. So anyway, you know, our goal here is to ensure that people go, you know, there's a great way to invest in real estate and there's a not so great way to invest in (laughs) real estate. So Sherry, I've had I've heard you talk to many, many clients. You put on some great presentations. If somebody wants to have a personal conversation with you about their individual situation because you know everybody's is different what is the best way to reach you it's 786-5515 local here in reno sherry hill the wealth protection diva at sage international we have more to chat with you about later on the show and candace meyer i want to chat with you about what we touched on briefly earlier which is the 1031 exchange more and more people are asking me about that as well even though we just got around the new year i bet there are still opportunities for people to use the 1031 exchange Oh, yes. Opportunities. And, and because Nevada continues to be a an attractive place for investors, um, we have 1031s literally exploding from my perspective. Excellent. You know, I've been facilitating them for, oh, going well, since 1997. I thought about that the other day, so it's almost 20 <laughs> years now. Um, I've been facilitating 1031s in and out of Nevada um, and nationwide, for that matter. But um, the... the um, number has increased literally exponentially year over year Mm. since 2011. So in the last five years, we've been crawling up, crawling up, and crawling up. I think the slowest year I had, I think I facilitated five 1031s, and at this point, I'm facilitating 15 to 20 a month. If you're a real estate investor and you don't know what a 1031 exchange is, you better hang on. We will be back after this message. This is Fred McElroy, Broker Sales Associate at Dixon Realty. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is outstanding in his field of real estate and a joy to work with. See ya. Hello, I'm Andy Cassidy from Junk King, Reno. We know you like a clean house and a clean yard, but sometimes things are too big, too heavy, or too much. That's when you call us, Junk King Reno. We're the professionals in the junk and rubbish removal business. Our team comes to your home to pick up what you need to dispose of. You don't need to gather or haul all your stuff to the curb. 
we can pick it up from your home and haul it away quickly. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. We recycle and donate everything possible before we visit a landfill. We're fully licensed and bonded. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R. That's S-U-M-M-I-T-F-U-N-D-I-N-G dot net forward slash L-C-A-R. Or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750, NMLS number 3199, and NMLS number 1042857. And we are an equal housing lender. Summit Funding Incorporated is located at 5931 Los Altos Parkway, Suite 105, Sparks, Nevada, 89436. This is John Graham and Helen Graham from Remax Premier Properties. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he is extremely knowledgeable in all matters real estate. Peter Padilla is important to me because he is an outstanding real estate professional. Street Street smarts on the house. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm glad you tuned into our show today. We're having a good time talking about real estate and real estate for investors with our in-studio guests. <laughs> with me in the studio, Sherry Hill at Sage International. <laughs> our other in-studio guest, Candice Meyer. Candice and different. I go back decades. So, yes, Literally. we've had many, many conversations. Oh, I, I thought I, inter- always, so I didn't introduce you to No, you. I always enjoy <laughs> – um, I've learned a ton from Candace, and so we, we've hung out uh, through the years. So, mm-hmm. yes. Well, that's terrific. Well, we're talking also with Candace not only about real estate and real estate for investors, but what do you do after you have it and you need to sell it? The 1031 exchange. We talked about that a little bit on the last segment, but Candace, a lot of people I'm sure don't still know what a 1031 exchange is. Give us the nutshell. Thank you, Peter. Um, 1031 actually refers to the section in tax code that enables an investor of any business or or investment property to sell it without tax consequence as long as they buy something of equal or greater value in replacement that is used in a similar way. Mm -hmm. Um, That similar way can be any one of three things. Um, Investment, in other words, it can be something you buy and then just sit on it. It could be productive in use. In other words, you could be creating income from Mm -hmm. it. Or the third way, you could house your business in that property. So let's talk about real property because that's kind of where we're going with this conversation in regard to Section 1031. Um, Real property is like kind of real property. And this is one of the first things that people 
might get confused about is, is and in fact, I've known some tax preparers that were confused about like kind mm-hmm. being, well, if I have a rental house and I'm earning income off of it, I have to buy another income-producing property. Wrong. It can be any of the three uses for any of the three uses, mix and match. I could sell an income-producing property and buy raw land. Mm. I could sell raw land and buy income-producing. I could sell any of those uses and house my business in the new property. Um, you know, so the like kind is the first area where sometimes clarity is required, and it's a great uh, piece of news to know that you can change the character of how you're using your investment, um, especially for those that are tired. You know, let's say you're an, uh, a landlord and you just are sick and tired of pulling those teddy bears out of the toilet and, you know, you want to get some commercial property and let somebody else manage, um, you know, move up, leverage up, you know, maybe sell several residential pieces and buy a big commercial piece. You can do that. You can also go the other way. You've got a big commercial piece and you're really tired of the big headache and you want to be able to liquidate easier down the line. You can sell commercial and buy, you know, several residential properties. Mm. It's a very, um, I call it a big open door, really. You know, with, with real estate investors, 1031 makes wealth building extraordinarily possible. Well, and it's a, I've seen through the years, I mean, this is truly how people, as you say, move up the yes. wealth production chain right? because it's a great way to take those, like you said, single-family homes, bundle them up and mm-hmm. go, hey, now I want to get into apartment complexes right. or, like you say, big commercial. Mm-hmm. And so it's a powerful tool. It is. And, and some accountants have called it the most powerful tool available to investors of real property. Um, <clears throat> the, the thing, I think the, the biggest thing about 1031 is it's really widely unknown. It's kind of an obscure section of tax code, and not that many people know about it. Um, you know, there are times in my in my 20 years of facilitating 1031s um, that I have bumped into um, attorneys who are very, very, very expert mm-hmm. at this, and then the, there's accountants who are very expert. Um, but there's other times where I've bumped into both clients, um, attorneys, mm-hmm. accountants, and, you know, the world in general has very little knowledge mm-hmm. about 1031 and how it works. Um, you know, the and, and some maybe in the general how it works, but the little intricacies, um, some of which kind of cross into Sherry's territory, um, the ownership issues mm-hmm. become an issue sometimes. Um, and uh, those have to be discussed. I would think that part of the issue is that it's another step in the process. And, you know, we're also busy nowadays. I think we're all busier than we have been in in humanity's lifetime because of the digital world. We're trying to get so much done in such a little time. And sometimes it might seem easier just not to do anything on a particular item, right? And it could be investigating how you maximize the benefits of owning real investment real estate. I, I mean, when I think about the 1031 exchange, I don't know why, Candace, but I think of retirees. People are you know they're they're way beyond me, the young guy moving around town, first time investor. Can I really use that ten thirty one exchange as a young first time investor in the sense that if I buy another property, there'd be a benefit there that, <laughs> right yeah well, absolutely what, what happens if you don't do a ten thirty one exchange let's say okay. <laughs> you own a duplex and you want to sell it you're going to go buy a apartment complex, a little twelve unit. 
you're going from a duplex to a triplex, you just sell that first property and you buy the other one. What's the difference? Well, the difference is the chunk out of your equity that a taxable event will create. Um, you know, let's say, and, and I, you do bump into clients that just say, oh, I understand that, but I don't want to, I just want to pay the tax. Well, the government gives us the means to transfer that taxable event into a new property. And what that means is the difference between when you sell the one having to give up a portion of that equity to Uncle Sam mm-hmm. or transferring that equity as part of a down payment or the entire payment mm-hmm. on a new property. Mm-hmm. So cash flow can be affected. Get a bigger down payment, you're going to have a little better cash flow. Um, some people might want to just completely change the nature of whether they are carrying debt or not on the property that they sell and the property that they buy. Um, you know, for an example, you know, let's say I have a very small loan on the property that I sell. Well, I could buy, especially if you're selling in the Bay Area, you're, you know, even the average I shouldn't say dumpy, but an average dumpy rental. Modest. Let's say modest. Yeah, you're modest. <laughs> thank you. A modest rental, you know, would be selling in the seven, eight, nine, possibly, you know, nine hundred thousand dollars. Um, and they don't. They want to come into Nevada, and they don't want to buy a nine hundred thousand dollar rental. So you could spread that between three rentals that are worth three hundred thousand, which is mm-hmm. a viable ten thirty one. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, you know, let's say you only owed a hundred thousand on that nine hundred thousand dollar rental. Well, you could load that debt onto one of the properties and the other two remain free and clear. Mm -hmm. That way you've increased your, um, you know, cash flow Mm -hmm. on the two properties. You've got it free and clear and your cash flow is going to be coming without debt service. Third property's got a debt service. And then down the line, if you decide you want to take a tax hit on that third property, you know, then you can take a smaller tax hit, get rid of the debt. I mean, the tax planning issues are endless. And I, I love to sit with investors, talk about those things. But, you know, what What you mentioned about the young young investor, old investor, it actually doesn't matter. You reminded me of a young gentleman I ran into in Las Vegas, oh, many years ago. He was still in his 30s, mm-hmm. and he, he had taken $5,000 that his grandma left him in her will, and he invested in a property, and he fixed it all up. And, and about 18 months to two years later, he sold it, did a 1031, bought three more mm-hmm. with that in, you know, um, gain that he made, did the same thing, fixed them up, held on to them for about two years, sold those three, bought nine more. Are you seeing the picture mm, here? I am. In six years, Multiply. this guy was clearing – almost 20000 a month on cash flow. His debt service was way low because he had bought these. They were all fixers. He was way low debt service. And his biggest problem, you know, he, here he was trying to manage everything himself. And his big, biggest problem, he confided in me, was that his wife was getting ready to divorce him if he didn't <laughs> hire somebody to manage these properties that he now had. Oh, he was still unclogging his own He toilet. was still <laughs> unclogging the teddy bears. And I know. And so, so I said, well, you know, why don't you do a construction exchange? And his eyes lit up, and he had no idea there was such a thing. What's called an improvement exchange, which I don't want to get into too much detail, but it would have saved him so much money. Mm-hmm. And he lit up, oh, oh, wow. And he goes, well, you know, well, that's really a great idea. And he said, because I have this goal. In 10 years, I wanted to do this and be able to retire. And I'm, you know, three-quarters of the way there. He's six years into it. And I looked at him and said, so 
when you retire, are you going to be doing that with or without your wife? <laughs> yeah, right. Because, <laughs> you know, you're driving yourself nuts trying to manage all this. Well, maybe with the money he saved by doing this construction <laughs> exchange, you can think about hiring a property manager. Exactly. <laughs> well, but again, <laughs> save you, his marriage. you know, you hit on a great point. So if I sell the duplex, I pay tax. Then I buy something else, and right. then at some point, if my mindset is still the same, I'm going to sell that, and I'm going right. to pay tax again. And so, yeah. It's all intention. It's like, you know, and this young man, he, he wanted to make a certain amount of income, and he knew he could do it on real estate. And he was, you know, three-quarters of the way there using 1031 exchange mm-hmm. as a wealth-building tool. Now, the opposite of that would be paying the tax each and every time. Well, it's going to take you twice as long to get to your goal. Right. But he was a young man. What you asked me was the older you envision, and certainly a lot of my clients are at the tail end. I call it, you know, where are you? Are you in the acquisition phase? Are you in the unvesting stage where Mm -hmm. you're trying to tax plan your way out of being a property owner? And the 1031 is the powerful tool for both of those. Okay, there's so many more details involved because every property is so different. If somebody wants to do a 1031 exchange, they really need to talk to you what is the best way to reach you? You know, the best way to reach me is uh, really uh, by email, and that's K-A-N-D-A-S-M-Y-E-R at gmail.com would be the quickest. Um, I, I'm finding that my cell phone conversations are, are getting more to be phone tag. Yeah. You know, I call them, they call me, and we back and forth, and end up, we end up talking at 8 o'clock at night. So, you know, I used to say my cell phone. But I think email is probably best for those of you without email. Uh, my cell phone number is 775-721-4190. And I do answer it. You know, I love simplicity. Candice Meyer at gmail.com. It's such a complicated business. Why make that part? <laughs> yeah, easy, right? I, it's the easiest one. <laughs> we have more conversation. And I want to talk to you, Candice, as well about Coldwell Banker Select. New things happening all the time. It's got to be a good sign for real estate when Candace Meyer is the broker at Cobalt Banker Select in Reno. We'll be back with her and Sherry Hill after this message. This is Candace Meyer, managing broker at Coldwell Banker Select. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is the king of the airways. Street smarts on the house. Hello, I'm Andy from Junk King, Reno. Why would you call us instead of doing it yourself? There's lots of good reasons. Our team comes to your home to pick up what you need to dispose of. You don't need to gather or haul all your stuff to the curb. We can pick it up from your home and haul it away quickly. We recycle and donate everything possible before we visit a landfill. Call Junk King, Reno, 888-888-JUNK. We're the professionals in the junk and rubbish removal business, and we're fully licensed and bonded. And you don't have to wait in a long line at a landfill or transfer station. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. Junk King Reno, locally owned and operated. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. 
With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com, and that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, H-U-L-B-E-R-T dot com or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Thank you. Caliber Home Loans located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. Hi, this is Megan Lowe from Chase International Real Estate. I'm on Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla next week right here on KFOY 1060 AM Radio. Tune in next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Listen to the experts that can help you be successful as a real estate investor. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla, your host. During the break, my two guests in the studio, Candace Meyer from Cobalt Banker Select and Sherry Hill, were chatting about diversification of investments. And they were talking about things like, oh, the stock market and real estate, oil, gas, coins. <laughs> diversification of your investments. It's important from, you know, the asset protection, the wealth building, that it can't all be real estate. It can't all be in the stock market. It can't all Mm -hmm. be in dollars under your mattress. You need all of it. Yes. The diversification is critical and important. And, you know, you you want to have enough of diversity with your investment so that if something goes way south, that the other things that you have in your investment portfolio are remaining solid. Mm -hmm. And and so many folks are either guided or misguided or, you know, thinking along other lines. And and we were sharing that on the break, how some folks uh, bled terribly. Um, that were all in stocks uh, mm-hmm. or all in real estate. The conversation came to my mind when you were saying these words um, that if you get bad advice, people aren't going to come back, or if you give advice and then something bad happens, they might not come back. Well, we had the unusual situation in real estate where at times short selling the property, short selling. Mm-hmm was the best advice mm-hmm. that an accountant could give or that a ta- you know a tax counsel of a legal could give um, that in order to 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 solve a problem with the property that a short sale was the best option um, painful expensive um, punitive you know because for the next couple years mm-hmm. you aren't going to be able to buy a home once you short sale due to the uh, impact on your credit rating. Um, you know, those were painful times. Mm-hmm. And, and what's surprising to me is that uh, some, you know, and in real estate, many real estate agents have lifelong clients. And there's people that, that had to short sell, you know, some years ago. They come back and they're now buying. It's called, back, it's called the bounce back buyer. Mm. And we've seen a kind of a rash of those mm. coming into the market, and, and especially last year, year before, where, gee, I short sold a couple years ago, I've recovered, I'm coming back, and I'm going to look at another property. And and the majority of them come back to the agent that helped them short sell the house. Right, helped them get out of a problem. Helped them get yeah. out of a problem. And, and, you know, as painful as that was, mm-hmm. you know, if the service was given, and, and it's it's really kind of, 
a renewing thing in your spirit when you think in, in business, the trust that mm, a lot yes. of folks have in their real estate professional. Um, and I would urge them, go back to the person mm-hmm. that helped you um, get out of that hard spot. You know, we were talking not long ago about the people that short sold early, people that had the short sale around 2008, yes. 2009. Their waiting period after they could qualify for a mortgage was, in some cases, three years or so. Correct. The bottom of the market hit on January of 2012. That's when the median price on a home was its lowest. Was its lowest. And that was about the time they were ready to get back. And we were talking about how fortunate it was that those people made that tough decision to short sell when they did, not realizing there'd be a benefit like this down the road. Mm -hmm. They were able to get essentially a better property for less money. A couple and, years later. And they know now that they are, let's face it, fully qualified because no bank is going to give out a mortgage to somebody now right. that is not able to repay that mortgage. So making a tough decision at times is really the best thing that you can do. You just have to, how do they say, bite the bullet. And oddly, you know, we're not done with short sales. Um, uh, managing this office, uh, I, we have uh, – a number of the escrows that are going on are short sales. They're still there. They're hmm. still there. Interesting. We have the bank-owned properties also. Um, so it's interesting well, yeah, to because, see. Well, because the equity has not recovered. And so I think for a long time there's going to be short sales. Yeah, it because hasn't completely it just, recovered. Yeah. You're the managing broker at Cowell Banker Select. Candace Meyer, every time I've had a chance to talk with you on our radio, we were talking about what we talked about previously in the show, the 1031 Exchange. Right. This is a new thing, as far as I know, for you managing a big office like Caldwell Bankers Select. What was uh, the process there? I mean, what made you do it? I, I always uh, love the fact that you seem to be really independent. With well, I, I am and continue. I still am an independent contractor with Starker Services, which is the largest independent intermediary in the country. Mm-hmm. And I remain an independent contractor as well with Coldwell Banker, but I'm also now paid to help manage. And it was just a, a matter of um, taking the next step in my career Uh, being offered Mm -hmm. the position and being offered the opportunity to usher a wonderful business um, into 2016. Um, I accepted the position because uh, I saw the opportunity to be able to make a difference in a company that was already well aligned. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you know, with the number of offices we have, we are the market share of the real estate closings. In Here's northern that. Nevada. Because of the big dog. We're the big dog. We're the 800-pound gorilla, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I could also see where we could make a difference and be even better. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, innovative things, training my agents to be better at 1031, better at investor real estate, um, because that's an arm that's been kind of neglected uh, by all real estate uh, companies, basically, in the last 10 years. I mean, investors weren't doing that well in some areas. We, you know, as Nevada, with the most distressed properties uh, per capita um, in the nation, we experienced a lot of investor influx of uh, cash investment. I mean, at one point um, in Las Vegas, uh, almost all the purchases were cash. Mm. Up here in the north, we were pushing close to half at one point of all the closings during the lowest part when people mm-hmm. were distressed. Uh, and we had a lot of REOs, mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, bank-owned properties, uh, were cash investors. Mm. Well, we still see mm-hmm. cash, it, not as much, of course. You know, it's pushing more like 25, you know, 20 to 25 percent now rather than 50. Yeah. But oddly enough, we still, you know, a quarter of the market, a quarter of the activity is investor 
activity. And so when you look at that, you think, well, you know, if I'm ignoring that arm of the business, or if I'm not working on educating that arm of the business, um, I'm missing 25% of the picture. And so, you know, that's one of the the things I'm doing on our ship is is, uh, sharpening that even more than it already is by training our agents on 1031, training our agents on on investor, on cash flow, how to compute cap rates, capital gains, cash on cash return, you know, all of these types of things that we Mm -hmm. can understand moving forward, how to service that quarter of the market in an uh, impeccable way. The yes. agents. I mean, I bet they were thrilled when you walked in. It's like getting yeah, a Yeah, it was exciting. It was exciting. And it's odd you mentioned that because one of the other arms, independent arms of my business is I've been a real estate trainer mm-hmm. um, uh, for, well, going on 17 years now. Yeah. And I've taught real estate contracts, real estate law, um, real estate agency, mm-hmm. real estate ethics, and then, of course, investment, uh, you know, 1031 exchanges. And I've done that for, you know, 17 years. Yeah. And so I I really am ang- excited about putting that knowledge to work um, for a company mm-hmm. and helping to move forward with that company, knowing that that knowledge going forward. And that, you know, that helps everybody. It helps mm-hmm. the investors. It helps the re- uh, normal clients, uh, the other 75%. It helps the agents to remain sharp on, you know, what's the most current information, what's the most current law, how do we move forward in the best interest of everyone, mm-hmm. um, you know, those kinds of things. And so it just made me very excited to, to be able to do that. One of the things we talked about recently um, in my office uh, as part of our meeting uh, was, you know, the proper counseling of a client. And w- when someone says, I'm ready to sell, uh, the the next question should be, what are you going to do afterwards? Yeah. And if the if the answer is, I'm going to buy something else, then the next question needs to be, have you talked to a lender? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a simple agency responsibility to say to your client, let me help you get to step three. Uh, it's more than just step one, you know, let's sell your house. Step three is if you want to buy something else, let's make sure that you can qualify under today's standards. Um, you know, I recently had a, a couple clients that had just retired just retired mm-hmm. literally three months before they called me as a result of a referral and said, I want, we want to sell our house and we're buying in Utah. Have you talked to a lender about your purchase? Well, no. Well, you just retired. Your income has changed. Let's make sure you can buy what you want before you let go of what you have. Mm-hmm. It's just a, 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 you know, three steps down the line, and, and it makes the difference between night and day. And and you know I, I, I and and future referrals uh, uh, and well and a disaster you know <laughs> yeah. I mean if you sell and close and now you can't you right. know and they wouldn't and those f- folks wouldn't have found out until much later mm-hmm. because they wanted to buy new construction in Utah mm-hmm. and they were had just started kind of looking at new construction they knew the price range they wanted but and here they were oh let's get rid of this now and well let's just make sure you can buy that thing you've been aching for in Utah. Candace, yeah. you have some great resources in your background, in your office, and in your passion. You're a fantastic person to talk to when it comes to real estate and real estate for investors. Well, thank if anybody you, Peter. wants you're very welcome. Yeah. If anybody wants to reach you after the show, what's the best way to reach you? My email K A N D A S M Y E R at Gmail dot com. My cell phone seven seven five seven two one four one nine zero. Real estate, 1031 exchanges, whatever the question is, Candace Meyer is a person to know. Thank you, Peter. 
Sherry Hill from Sage International has also been with us. It's been fun to have you on the show too, Sherry. Certainly enjoyed hearing Candace talk about the 1031 and all the great ways that we help our clients create wealth and protect their wealth. You're a great combo, really, and you're doing great things for real estate investors, business owners, and startups, people that have been in business for many, many years. They need to know more about you and Sage International. What's the best way for people to contact you? 775-786-5515 or go out to the website, sageintl.com. And my name is Peter Padilla. I'm your host here at Nevada Real Estate Radio. If you have questions for us, any comments, we'd love to chat with you too. Visit with us, nevadarealestateradio.com, and we'll talk with you again next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. Is it that time of year to make an appointment? Are you in the market for a mammogram? Instead of a mammogram, why not consider making an appointment for a thermogram? Thermograms are the modern, safe alternative to a mammogram. By mapping known thermal changes in the breast tissue that occur when disease is present, a very early detection can be noted and addressed. This breast screening method is totally safe at any age for any type or condition of the breast. And best of all, it is painless, does not involve any breast compression, no physical contact, and no radiation exposure. A certified medical trainer specialist can determine the abnormal changes in a woman's breast. Thermography is not a standalone examination. Along with your physician's direction, the proper secondary screening can be determined should the thermal image indicate a problem. For a free consultation on whether or not this is the right choice for you, call Thermal Imaging Consultants today, 356-0200. That's 356-0200. Or check them out on the web at thermogramexam.com.